welcome to Double Feature with Angela and Cheryl. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cheryl. I'm your other co-host, Angela. Uh, so on Double Feature, we usually uh, watch two movies. So the first week we'll watch uh, a movie that's just come out, um, and then the second week we'll watch uh, a movie in that same genre, but uh, from a few decades ago. And this month we're not doing that because uh, we didn't feel like it. Yep. <laughs> uh, there are a few animated movies coming out this month, or that came out this month, um, that we really wanted to see and talk about. Um, and one of those movies is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. So that is what we're talking about this week. Um, so let us jump right into it. Angela, mm-hmm. what did you think about uh, the plot of this movie? There are like a couple of plots so Uh (laughs) just tackle whichever one you want okay so I really enjoyed this movie um just like overall general thoughts about the plot I really liked it I thought it was a very sweet heartfelt like ending to the story Mm -hmm. and I really like for the most part like where they took it Mm -hmm. we actually have some disagreements on (laughs) the actual actual ending yeah but overall I think it's like a really good movie um super heartfelt super emotional we cried a lot. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, no, I, I really, for me, the story between Hiccup and um, Toothless has always been, like, the crux of the entire storyline. So I really like um, some of the things that they did in this movie. Not exactly the ending, but, yeah, I think I like how the story is continuously focused on Hiccup and Toothless's story because a lot of times what you see in sequels is that the plot will like take it into a different direction and then eventually sometimes the main characters are no longer even the main characters i'm thinking like fast and the furious (laughs) teen wolf (laughs) what (laughs) not related to this at all but you know sometimes like the people who are writing they kind of lose track of who is the story actually about and they'll try to take it off and do like kind of a spin-off but not really even do a spin-off but i'm glad that they kept the story about the two main characters yeah. So yeah. what about you, Cheryl? What? Uh, I really love this movie. I have a very strong emotional connection to this series. <laughs> um, I started watching it in middle school, um, and, like, this is the end of the trilogy. Um, and also, like, it is about, like, growing up and kind of letting go of childhood. Um, and I'm a senior in college now, Aww. so it kind of feels, like, Aww. very relevant to my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I... I just I was so emotional at the end I love this movie so much um I don't really know how I feel about it but the kind of like overarching plot of this movie um has to do with a villain named Grimmel uh who's trying to kill Toothless um and he like kind of makes a deal with these warlords who um want you know all of the dragons who are living in Burke um, and they want uh, Grimmel to kind of kill uh, kill Toothless, who is the alpha, so that they can have all the other dragons. I don't know. I just kind of found... Like, I, I definitely think that it was necessary for the story to move forward. Like, I, I think that he definitely plays a key role um, in kind of forcing Hiccup and Toothless to, to go to the new island and to find the hidden world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just... Like, like Grimmel himself just kind of felt, like, really pointless. Like, the character himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would have to, like, agree with that now that I'm thinking back. 
um, they kind of made Grimmel to be evil for the sake of evil. Yeah. Like, there's no drive for why exactly he wants to kill all the Night Furies. Like, he said mm-hmm. some point in the movie where he's like, well, I killed one, and my village was, like, very proud of me, and so yeah. I just killed all of them. And I feel yeah. like that's a very, very, like, quick escalation of right. <laughs> events. And I, I can't actually... I mean, we just watched um, the first two, but at this point, yeah. I can't really even remember why um, in the previous movies, like, are the villains in those two, do they actually have, I feel like the, they had more of a background from yeah. what I remember. Well, I mean, in the first one, there is no villain. Mm. Uh, and in the second one, Drago, like, he has lost his arm, so you kind of feel like it's like a personal yeah like he's suffered a lot because of dragons Mm -hmm. um so you kind of have a hint as to why uh he does what he does but grimmel it's like it's nothing yeah and i feel like there's another kind of almost annoying part like not annoying but Mm -hmm. like there's a very like sadistic side of him that i feel like is a little bit out of place um Mm -hmm. for like a kids movie like quote-unquote kids movie like in the first scene he's shown he's just like there's, like, a dragon charging at him, and he just turns around, whips oh. out his, like, dragon gun, and kills it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think he just puts it to sleep. Okay, it looks like death. <laughs> I mean, for, I feel like for yeah. kids who are watching, and for me, it looked like death. And I feel like there's a very, like, sadistic and almost even, like, body horror element to, like, Ooh. the dragons where it's like oh i'm using their poison to control them like they are being taken over by their own like venom and i think that's kind of really that's actually really really dark for something that's in a kids movie and he like given the fact that he is so like evil for the sake of evil it kind of feels like he's just a sadist like there's no reason for him to kill all these dragons other than like personal like like his ego and just to be like an evil villain yeah I totally agree with that um I think that I don't know I mean villains have never been this trilogy's strong suit Mm. um it's definitely like the protagonists that are like that like we watch the movie for Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean like I said I think like it's definitely useful to like move the movie forward but yeah, like, when you look into it, the sadism is kind of just weird. It's weird, like, right? Yeah. Like, I wasn't just imagining... Like, that's weird Yeah, to, to include it in such, like, an otherwise very wholesome and, like, mm-hmm. family-friendly, like, um, franchise. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really interesting part. Yeah, that's true. Um, what did you think about, like, the whole Hiccup and Toothless plotline? I really loved it. I just think that their friendship is so heartwarming and so lovely. Um, and, like... The fact that they say goodbye at the end of this movie Aww. is just so... It's, like, heartbreaking, but mm-hmm. I just think it's perfect. Like, I think that they have such a wonderful relationship, and they grow so much from it and gain so much from it, um, that saying goodbye is is really what gives integrity to this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in a world where... <laughs> There are endless sequels and endless spinoffs and reboots. I just really appreciate, um, like, a real ending. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I also, like, this is one of the things that I really appreciated about this film, even though I didn't necessarily like the actual ending part. It's, like, because you make it, 
so like you actually get like an epilogue to the whole story yeah it makes it impossible for them to make a sequel so thank you oh please god I, don't let I them don't make another want... one <laughs> i feel like if they do it's probably gonna be like oh look our kids grew up and they're yeah. gonna go out and find dragons again yeah oh no please let that not be the case <laughs> yeah I, I would be so over that yeah that um, would be very sad yeah. also um toothless and the light fury yes. are kind of another part of this like whole hiccup and toothless relationship mm-hmm. um so what did you think about that i thought it was really cute mm-hmm. um it might be because i'm like a huge animal lover but just like their whole dynamic is just very adorable very yeah. like animalistic but like yeah. super cute yeah yeah they remind me of every cute animal basically squished into a dragon shape and that is that's the cutest thing ever yeah um no and i think it's awesome that like they well I don't know if I would say it's awesome, but I think it's very interesting that they chose to take it in this direction, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, he's not the last of his kind. Like, there's this other white version of... <laughs> Apparently, there are different species. I looked up the wiki. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a different species, but oh. it's like a... It's a matable species. Okay. <laughs> That's why they have dragons, but like... Oh, yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, it's like super weird. Apparently, the white light furies um, breed of dragons isn't extinct. Oh. And only the Night Fury is, so. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. That, I did not know that. Yeah, so I think their whole dynamic is very adorable, and I like how their bond is strong enough that you could hinge, like, the very last pivotal point of the movie around their relationship, how, because, I guess, Toothless, like, is so enamored with her, loves her so much, that, um... Grimmel is able to use her against him yeah and use her to his advantage so it's kind of it's kind of interesting because it's like wow that's also a very dark theme yeah to like take your loved one away from them and basically hold them hostage yeah so it's like okay we're unpacking this there's a lot of darker themes but yeah. yeah 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 no I love to listen to light fury as well uh kind of sad that she doesn't get a name so I think her <laughs> name is teeth I'm not sure, <laughs> but I think there's one portion of the movie where, like, maybe it's Hiccup or someone calls her Teeth, and I think if that's her name, I would love that. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. Toothless and Teeth. Oh, so cute. Yes, that would be really cute, but I honestly think you're hallucinating that scene. I, I do mean... not remember that. <laughs> I mean, it's such a weird scene for me to hallucinate, but yeah. very on brand for me. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love Toothless and the Light Fury. I think that their relationship is definitely like a substantial part of this movie. So mm-hmm. like like you said, when like when they do go off together to the hidden world and you know start a family like it doesn't seem like oh you just are running off with like this random girl that you just met (laughs) like it it really does feel like they have a relationship and that they um that they really love each other Mm -hmm. uh and all of their scenes together are just so beautifully animated uh Mm -hmm. I I just love all of it Mm -hmm. um but yeah let's move on to uh the ending uh so one big part of the ending um is Hiccup and Toothless saying goodbye. Yeah. So what problems do you have with this? Um, and what would you change about it if you could change something? Okay. Um, so I think for me, the issue I have with the ending, like despite how like very wholesome and how like beautifully they kind of wrapped it up, I feel like um, I couldn't like vocalize this at first, but like when we were talking about this, I realized that my main issue is that 
the ending of this movie kind of contradicts the two messages that you get from the first and the second movie. So, I mean, it, it might come off as a bit repetitive if they just continued that theme, but I think in choosing to go almost like the direct opposite, it really just fumbles, muffles, muddles, it just <laughs> muddles, it just muddles the, um, the, the narrative message yeah. of the entire series a little bit. And what I mean by that is just, I feel like in the first um, movie, uh, there's this whole idea going around that humans and dragons can't coexist together. Um, Hiccup is raised in this environment where Stoic, his father, is just like, well, we have to kill dragons. We're like dragon killers because, I mean, they, they took away your mother, they killed her. Like, this is why we need to, like, have the two worlds be separated. Um, and then in the second movie, it's kind of the same thing where it's like you get this dragon killer who's out to get all the dragons and um, control them. Control them, like basically, yeah, basically like take control of them. And like Stoic even sacrifices himself in order to prevent that future from happening. He basically kills himself so that to kind of almost like prove a point that humans and um, dragons can coexist. And I think. The way they ended this movie really goes against that just because, I mean, they basically say that humans and dragons can't coexist. Like, they have to be separated into their own little kingdoms and dragons have to, like, you know, live with the beautiful other dragons in their beautiful little neon cave and then the humans have to return to this world, which is our regular human world. And I feel like there's there's some mixed messaging in there. So that's that's yeah. my main issue with that. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think that, like, at first glance, it definitely does seem like they're just opposites. Like, mm-hmm. because literally they do separate at the end. Um, but I also think that if you kind of look at that through the context of Hiccup growing up and Toothless also growing up, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it, it kind of seems more like just an acknowledgement of reality more Mm. than like more than like uh, like going back on what they said earlier so I kind of feel like um (sighs) this is gonna be kind of hard to explain (laughs) but all of um, these these are like very like mature themes yeah they are they are um which is another great thing about this movie like it definitely doesn't like it's not pander to yeah it's not very childish compared to the Lego movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just feel like the, like, in the previous two movies, um, Hiccup is growing up, and he's kind of, like, learning who he is and how he should lead and, and what his place in the world is. Um, and he's an incredibly idealistic person, so he thinks, mm-hmm. like, dragons and humans can coexist and, like, everything can be peaceful. But honestly, I mean, he is disproven twice, like, in the second movie, Drago comes with all of his, you know, dragons who are under his control and, like, tries to uh, take control of, of all of Burke's dragons. And then in, in the third movie, um, Grimmel, like, also tries to take control of all these dragons as well. So, and a lesson that he learns in the second movie is that, like, there are some people that you can't reason with. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drago is one of those people and Grimmel is also one of those people. Um, and so, like, I think part of Hiccup's journey in this last movie, um, into adulthood is realizing that, like, hope is, is important and, and 
like we always need to have it but Mm -hmm. also like we can't deny reality and and we Mm. do kind of have to like let go a little bit of this untested idealism Mm. um yeah so I, I think the movie is trying to just kind of like sit in this contradiction because there is a tension between like Hiccup's perfect world of Burke where like obviously like all of these dragons and humans are living in peace mm-hmm. and Grimmel's um like evil world of like trying to kill all the dragons so yeah. like yeah I think that this movie or saying goodbye and kind of having them separate and also having Hiccup say like maybe in the future dragons can come back when when humanity has kind of Mm. understood how to make peace with themselves mm-hmm. um is a way like I think that whole thing is just a way for um the movie to like reconcile those two threads okay um yeah I yeah. mean yeah I, I really like that last bit that you said because I think mm-hmm. if they like left more of um that idea where it's like there is it's it's almost like humans are to blame for the reason why dragons and humans can't coexist together I I think I really like that idea Mm -hmm. it's just like I feel like that even something like that is a little bit disproven in the Mm -hmm. previous movie by just Valka herself Mm -hmm. where it's like her whole thing is that like I would rather live amongst the dragons because I mean okay we've we've talked about her yeah but like (laughs) even her thing is just like well it is possible to technically live with them in peace Mm -hmm. um even like not everybody out there is like destined to be evil destined to like try and dominate the dragons Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know I think there's like there is some mixed messaging in there and I do wish that they incorporated more of what I think you were trying to say Mm -hmm. um because I think you can kind of draw out a lot of what you said Mm -hmm. from the movie but I wish it was slightly more like present right I do feel like a lot of what you're saying is kind of almost like implied from some of the little it's like there you got to connect a lot of dots I feel like so I wish if that was the message they um were trying to push like they should have I think done it a little bit stronger um other than that I think I really do like the idea of um self-sacrifice in a way Mm -hmm. where um I mean there's that scene with stoic and um hiccup oh my gosh baby hiccup is so cute I love him oh my god he's so cute Oh, and Stoic, honestly, I think that Stoic just, like, left a big hole in my heart after this. Like, I really felt his absence in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I know Um, what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. and I think those uh, flashback scenes, there are two, I think, Mm -hmm. and they're both just, like, very powerful. Yeah, they're very powerful. But I really, I think one of the other um, more mature themes about this movie is the idea of not even just self-sacrifice. I call this cutting the baby, which is from, like... Solomon? Yes. (laughs) actually where it's like you would rather like have someone that you love like I don't know I don't know if I'm explaining the biblical side of this correctly okay okay you can tell me okay um (laughs) but I think it's like you would rather someone you love be happy than to trap them in a condition where they are at like at a worse worse position and I think that's kind of what they were trying to get at with this movie also where toothless would definitely be happier if he was like the alpha amongst the dragons and not just like under the control of the humans Mm -hmm. um and i think that's a very important message that um hiccup is like willing to 
like self-sacrifice like yeah to just say like even though I would be happier with you with me I understand for you for someone that I love um you would be happier not being here yeah and then um another the the thing is though I wish there was like I'm not saying I'm not at all Mm -hmm. saying there should be dragon abuse but (laughs) what (laughs) but it's like it's like it doesn't feel like there's the humans have technically done anything wrong like the humans of Burke Mm -hmm. have done anything to make the dragons want to leave Mm. if that makes sense yeah it almost feels like um Toothless was the only person that kind of wanted to leave Mm -hmm. and because he's the alpha like everyone else just followed along with him so it's like I'm once again no dragon abuse but it's Mm -hmm. like there's nothing in the in the movie that shows like mm-hmm. the humans treating the dragons poorly or anything like yeah. that, and it kind of doesn't make sense to me that they would all just pack up and leave. Mm, so. Yeah, I do think they kind of hint at it, like at the beginning of the movie, mm. um, where uh, like Gobber, who is um, which one's that? He's the like the oh, one with the, the mustache, like the blonde hair and like is he the, the mustache. The old and... uncle guy. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's like Stoic's best friend yes. from uh, from the first two movies. Yes. So he kind of, I don't know. He kind of suggests that like overcrowding is a problem, yeah. <laughs> which is true. <laughs> I mean, true. like they do like destroy like half the town in yeah. the first like couple of scenes. But, but then um, it's like the opposite. Then it's like the humans yeah. should be driving them away, but right. it's not. The right. humans want them to stay. Right, that's true. It's kind of like a very PETA-esque message, I feel like. What? Where it's like, you know, oh, like, oh, yeah. these animals would be happier if you're just, they're not your pets. Right. Where it's like, I feel like, but it's like, you're not really doing anything to them. But I guess yeah. they are very, like, intelligent creatures with, like, apparently a lot of, like, thought. Like, I think yeah. Toothless can even stand up and hug people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a weird part, but they're very human-like. Yeah. And it's almost eerie sometimes. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. Um, although I do think that, like, the main reason... I don't know that either one of the groups wants them to separate. What do you mean by either one of them? Like, groups? I don't think the humans want the dragons to leave, and I don't think the dragons want to leave the yeah, humans. Yeah, that's my main yeah, issue. Yeah, but okay. I think... <laughs> I think that... Um, yeah. I think that, um, that the, the fact that, like, other humans don't have the perspective that the people on Burke have mm. is what drives them apart or like ha- like kind of forces them to separate like mm. the dragons are not safe with the people of Burke just yeah. because like they're going to get attacked with like you know by Grimmel by Drago by like plenty of other dragon hunters um who like just can't be convinced that dragons are good mm. good creatures um and I think that's also kind of brought up at the beginning, like, and that's kind of why they leave. Like, they leave the original island of Burke because, like, they're such a target and, like, right. everyone wants to attack them. Um, and, like, even, I think even Grimmel, like, when Grimmel finds them, that kind of shows that, like, like you're never going to be safe, you know, mm. if you live together. Um, so... I do feel, like, I I agree. I think that, like, all of these things are definitely, like, hinted at and, like, very subtly, like, pointed out, maybe. Um, You definitely have to, like, spend a lot of time, like, thinking about it. And I feel like most people definitely don't do that for, like, an animated kids movie. Which is so unfortunate. They absolutely should. These are great movies. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Um, No, I think one one last point, though, and I think uh, 
yeah, no. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> um, no, uh, I do think the one last point is just that self-sacrifice, I think, is probably then the strongest message overall. Yeah. Just because the story is so centered around Hiccup and Toothless that the ultimate decision, the ultimate choice then, is just the decision for Hiccup to give up his, like, friendship. Yeah. Because he knows, like, Toothless would be better. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. my heart. Well, I also feel like he thinks that everyone would be better, you know, because, like, humans don't want to get attacked by the dragon hunters either. Yeah. So let's talk more in detail about some of the other characters. Um, We talked a lot about Hiccup and Toothless. Um, and Grimmel. So let's talk about Astrid. We haven't oh, really talked about her. Astrid yes. was so great in She's this movie. She's so cute. Oh, I love her. Oh my gosh. I love their relationship. Yeah. Like, it's it's so rare actually to see a movie where two people are not in that like will they won't they stage and not also like post marriage like fifty years down the line. Yeah. And like kind of done with each other or like they're just friends kind of thing it's like it's very cute because it's like very romantic but it's very like normalized yeah and I, very I, stable yes yeah and they like poke fun at each other they can take each other's jokes and they talk about marriage in such a like pragmatic like yeah normal way which i'm just like heck yes like yeah 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 it's so like mature the way that they talk about marriage it's um, so refreshing yeah yeah. I don't know if I can think of another movie or TV show where, like, the the whole plot doesn't hinge around just, like, will they, won't they. Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's really nice. Yeah. They're both just very, like, supportive of each other. Very, um, like, open, I mm-hmm. feel like. Um, there's no drama yeah. where there's, like, a weird love triangle or <laughs> oh anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank God. Yeah. Like, you know that they're going, like, they're they're together, they're going mm-hmm. to be together for, like, the next, whatever, 50 years or whatever, yeah. how, however long they live, um, Aww. and it's just nice to kind of see them working, like, like, I feel like Astrid definitely helps Hiccup a lot with a lot of his, like, insecurities, and, mm-hmm. um, and I also don't think that he's ever, like, unfair to her, mm-hmm. um, and he never, like, takes out his insecurities on her or anything mm-hmm. like that, um, so I, I just really like the mutual respect that they yeah. have for each other. No, and I think it's very nice to see that, like, she's, like, his, kind of, like, his rock, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, there's that one scene where he just, like, lost Toothless, or Toothless just flew off, and she doesn't really know, like, he doesn't really know how to lead, and Falco's like, oh, you should go talk to him, meaning Astrid should go talk to him. And I think that's just a very, like, solid, nice moment. Um... I do think there's a lot of mutual self-respect between the two of them, but it is, like, very one-sided, I do think. Because, mm. like, I mean, the story hinges around Hiccup, so right. there's not really much we can do about that, but, like, you never really see her, like, ever doubting herself, which yeah, is... Yeah, that's true. Honestly, that's actually of, pretty cool. No, I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, also, yeah. Also, yeah, a guy who is, like, sensitive. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's nice, yeah. Yeah, like, she's a very confident woman, which yeah, I really... Yeah, she is so confident, competent. Like, yeah. she's just... She's amazing. Oh my gosh, she uses this giant battle axe, and she, like, routinely just sticks it in the floor <laughs> instead of placing it down yeah. gently. <laughs> which I think she's is awesome. amazing. Yeah. But, no, she's such a great character. Yeah, she's really her. great. Oh, yeah. Just such a great relationship. I did not know America Ferrera, like, later. Yes, I think the voice acting is just, like, so solid throughout I, this whole series. Yeah, it's such a rare voice, too, I yeah. think. 
because um i don't know i feel like you don't hear that kind of voice usually yeah yeah it's not like a like a hyper feminine voice exactly i I think that's what i'm yeah yeah it's very like raspy and yeah 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 which is awesome um i also really like uh, that scene. So right after I think Valka tells her to go talk to Hiccup, she says, like, you made me the person that I am today, and, like, I know that you doubt yourself, but, like, you can do this. Mm -hmm. And then he, and then they have, like, a little conversation that, um, that reflects, or that kind of parallels the conversation that they, they have in the first movie, Mm -hmm. where they're, like, or Astrid says, um, so what are you gonna do about it? And, like, and then Hiccup's, like, something crazy. And then they, like, all jump <laughs> off a cliff together. And it's the greatest That's thing so ever. so cute. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite... Oh, my gosh. It's just says, like, fangirly now about their relationship. <laughs> but I really love the part where, like... I don't know. I think Toothless is on that... Or Toothless. Um, Hiccup is on that cliff mm-hmm. that's, like, overlooking the city. And he's, like, looking at his map or something. And then, like, Astrid walks over. And she's like, oh, yeah. Like, they're just talking about the plans. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden... He's like, oh, do you think we should get married? And Astrid's like, oh, I don't think so, not now. And then he's like, oh, like he sounded yeah. very disappointed. He was like, oh, but like I wanted to marry you, yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. it was adorable. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm done with like representation where it's like, ooh, marriage is like the old ball and chain. Like you're yeah. tied down. Like yeah. they have such a fun, loving relationship. And yeah. I just, It should be more like that. So we already talked a little bit about Light Fury, so let's move on to um, some of the other Vikings. Yes. Okay. So what did you think about them? They they definitely provide all of the comedic relief. Honestly, I love them. They're so weird. (laughs) Um, I think... I, yeah, I forgot that, like, Eret, son of Eret, or whatever, is, like, still in here. Like, he's still part of the thing. Um... He definitely doesn't have a major role, but, like, yeah. you know, he's there. He's, he's, like, I think he provides, like, an interesting foil to uh, Snotlout's character, <laughs> who is weirdly yeah. after Hiccup's mom or something. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. There's, like, oh, there's, like... Yeah, I don't know. Even Astrid talks about it. Yeah. She's like, don't worry. She only has he only has eyes for your mom. It was like an, a yo mama joke in the middle of this kind of very yeah. highbrow movie. <laughs> yeah. So weird. No, they provide a lot of comedy, um, comedic, like, uh, effect. Yeah. Comedic relief. Yes. Comedy relief. What am I saying? Yeah, one of those one things. Of those. One yes. of those. Yeah. No, they're such a great group. Yeah, and I really uh, like them. I really like uh, Rough Nut and Tough Nut as yes. well. Like, I thought the whole thing, I think Tough Nut is the guy, whoever the guy is of yes. the twins. Um, like, his whole thing with Hiccup about, like, you need to be worthy to, like, marry Astrid, oh even though gosh. Hiccup's, like, way more attractive and successful <laughs> and smarter than he is. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, but, but like, it, I kind of like how they're all friends. Yeah, like, yeah. They have, they had, like, a... I don't know, kids rivalry kind of thing going on when they were younger, but now it's just, like, mellowed out. And yeah. you know they're all, like, on the same team, just, like, joking around with each other. Yeah. And the whole thing about the beard. Yes, the beard! <laughs> I love the beard! I that was so dumb, but I loved it so much. It was hilarious. So, um, in the movie, Tough Nut, like, 
doesn't like can't grow facial hair so he just like has really long braids on he's the side of his like face he's also like 20 so it's yeah. fine if he can't grow like a huge vikings beard yeah oh my gosh yeah but then he just like ties his braids together under mm-hmm. his chin and that's like his beard um which so is just tough. it's it's so dumb and it's so great uh. Um, and rough not the whole thing with, um, like, her getting captured by Gribble oh, yeah. and then annoying him so much that he lets her go. I mean, he's um, a bit more strategic than yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Like, he does let her go because he wants to follow her to the new but island. I do think he's very, he was very irked by yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. And, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, who else? Falca? Falca's ah. not actually really in this movie yeah, now that I think about not. it. Yeah, she's not. And I think it's very strange because I see her as almost as, like, revolutionary character in the mm-hmm. second one. She's very much, like, she goes against basically her entire family, her entire clan of people in Burke to go live amongst the dragons. But in this one, she's very, like, I don't know, she plays such, like, a fifth fiddle to, like, everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not even, like, second fiddle. Like, she is so down <laughs> the food chain. And it's it's kind of weird because... um it's like she's so kind of opinionated and such a strong character in the second one, and she's relegated to such a such a lower position. Um, and I would almost expect her... There was that one scene where she's like, oh, I mean, here's what I think, but the final decision is still up to you as the chief. And I think that's such a, a unique choice to take her character, because I don't think the the character in the second movie would have done the same right. thing. Yeah, yeah. I think she would have gone up and left the family <laughs> to do whatever she wanted. Probably yeah. stolen all the dragons <laughs> and taken them somewhere else. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. But although I do think that it does kind of show like a little bit of character growth at mm. least. Um especially because at the ability yeah. as a mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stoic's gone. Because, oh. Yeah, oh, I love Stoic so much. Um but yes, Falca, I think at the end of the movie or at the end of the second movie, kind of like does accept the fact that she needs to like be like among human people and she can't just <laughs> yes. like like and I think that that's part of um like the the main message of the second movie, just mm-hmm. that like you can't just like go away and like not live with your community and with your people mm-hmm. um and you can't like do what stoic did and just kind of just like stay in your place and like not ever go anywhere else yeah. so like i think that valka kind of you know being more i don't know just like mellow in this one yeah. um does kind of show that she has understood that and mm. and like that's why she came back and like lived lives in Burke again and, like, listens to Hiccup. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I really appreciate that. Like, even though it it is definitely weird, given how, like, revolutionary, like you said, her character is um, in the first... Or, sorry, in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I still really like her. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the animation. I know you have ah! a thing with water. <laughs> the water! <so laughs> please. The water, yes. Oh my god. There are so many scenes with water mm-hmm. um, in this movie. They're flying over water a lot. The The hidden world is kind of it's hidden under a waterfall yeah. which just looks so beautiful. There's a scene where um, Hiccup and Astrid are flying on Astrid's dragon um, which is named Stormfly. Aww. Um, and they are trying to find the hidden world, and, and they're 
flying around kind of this massive waterfall in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's beautifully animated. The, the water looks like pretty much live action. <laughs> like it just looks so good. It looks better than live action. Yeah, it it's does. perfect water. Yeah, it yeah. really is perfect water. Um, and like when you, when they fly into the waterfall, like all of the rocks and like yeah. the cave underneath there is just beautiful. so beautiful. Yeah, even before they go into the like, bioluminescent area Mm. um so that is like incredible as well like all of the like stuff with the hidden world um i especially thought like stormfly is like like no one cares about her um she's astrid's dragon but um she really got her a moment i feel like when she goes into the hidden world um she's just beautifully animated like i just i love the way that she looks um yeah i totally agree it was so beautiful i think Mm -hmm. just the whole animation of this entire movie is just absolutely stellar. Yeah. Um, that, besides the water, though, I freaking love the sand. Yes. Like, <laughs> there's the part where I think Toothless is, like, drawing a portrait of um, uh, Teeth. No, not Teeth. <laughs> the Light Fury. The Light Fury. Yes, the Light Fury. Um, and you just see, like, him with a stick, like, sticking it into the sand and just scribbling, and it's just... The sand looks so real. Like, you would see the individual little shards and fibers, and there was, like, that twinkly, like, diamond kind of, like, sparkle effect sometimes that you see in yeah. sand. It was also perfect sand. Yeah. It's, like, perfect beach sand. Yeah. It beautiful. looked beautiful. It looked beautiful. Um, I also really loved the scenes where Toothless and the Light Fury are just, like, flying around yeah. in the sky. They just look so good. Um, like, I think that both of them are beautifully animated, but just, like, when they're flying around, like, the clouds are, like, all around them, and they're, like, you know, shooting fireballs, and, like, (laughs) and, like, lightning comes out of nowhere, so that, like, so that, um, that Toothless can, like, disappear, and it's just so beautiful. Like, everything with them is just so beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. wonderful movie. Also, the cinematography. uh, Roger Deakins isn't the official cinematographer for this, but he did some consulting Mm -hmm. um, for this movie and for the last two. Um, And he, I didn't know this before, but he's a very famous uh, multiple Academy Award-nominated uh, and now cinematographer. Winner. Oh yes, and last winner. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won for uh, Blade Runner. Yes. So, um. Yeah. So you can and definitely tell he worked on this. I yeah. Think. It's, yeah. It's one of the most beautiful animated movies I think I've ever seen. Yeah. If not, probably the most beautiful. I'm yeah. really struggling to find another one that I like more. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially, I think my favorite one is still <coughs> How to Train Your Dragon Two. Mm-hmm. But the scenes in that, absolutely gorgeous yeah yeah yeah, i agree oh just so good what are your opinions and feelings about the ending the wedding in particular um and also his kids (gasps) i mean the wedding is so beautiful yeah i love how it's like it's very i mean like norse kind of gods inspired Mm -hmm. um but i think it's such a nice like ying to the yang kind of of their usual like armored garb yeah it was just such a like beautiful wholesome event yeah and it was just adorable their kids are so cute yeah, yeah. it was so wonderful to see them together um no i think the the wedding really was just one of my favorite parts of the movie it was yeah. just 
I, like, you knew it was going to happen, yeah. but I was still glad that I got to see it. So. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just, like, blown away by how beautiful, like, everything looked, their clothes, their, their <laughs> hair. Oh, Astrid's hair is, like, in these beautiful blonde long waves. It yeah. It's just, ugh. So lovely. Yeah. Um, and they're also wearing, like, flower crowns. Yeah. And it's, like, so cute. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so I-, I loved, I loved everything about their wedding. And it's really just, like, wonderful that, like, like, you know they have such a stable, good relationship, and mm-hmm. it's not just kind of, like, this crazy passion that yeah. maybe will fizzle out. Like, you really feel like they're, they're like, a strong If foundation. anything, like, I feel like that's the part they skipped altogether. Yeah. <laughs> they just immediately jumped into, like, I don't know, not even, like, the honeymoon stage. Yeah. It's just, like, the stable stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also really love just everything with his kids. Um, so at the end, uh, Astrid and Hiccup take their children mm-hmm. to uh, visit uh, Toothless and the Light Fury and their three kids Aww. in the Hidden World. Um, and at first, uh, Hiccup, or no, at first Toothless doesn't recognize Hiccup because he has a beard, which is an amazing <laughs> beard. I love oh that my beard. God. <laughs> hate it but what? it's fine oh my god i he love the beard so much so weird but <laughs> i love it so much mm. um but yeah i i just so at first uh toothless doesn't recognize pickup um and then like he does and then they have like this adorable moment uh which parallels the moment in the first movie yeah. where hiccup just holds out his hand oh. and then toothless puts like his nose in it um and yeah. and this time hiccup's two kids like do that same thing That's so cute uh, yeah oh my and then they all just go like flying around oh. and it's just and obviously like this is like 10 years after um everyone has said goodbye to the dragons but oh. Yeah. That still hits me. Anything with, like, an epilogue like that. Yeah. I mean, I will give you extra points for it. <laughs> yes, but. we were both crying yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. That ending, though. Yeah. Uh, it just kills you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. also another strange fact that I just want to, you know, mention. The fact that this is technically, like, canon to real history. Yes. Like, <laughs> they were like, this is why there's no longer dragons. They, everybody says it's, like, a myth or, like, they never even existed. Yeah. But we know they existed. And I'm just like, okay. They really wanted to, like ground this in reality yeah yeah okay that was great i see what you did there okay well thank you so much for joining us this week and for um tolerating our animation month uh Mm -hmm. hiatus from our normal routine uh next week or actually next week is spring break but the week after that we will be watching captain marvel yes um and discussing that and women in superhero films so stay tuned for that Uh, But in the meantime, have a wonderful spring break.